Now, Genesis ultimately, of course, is about origins, the beginnings of things, why things are the way they are. Now, origin stories are some of the most treasured traditions of peoples all around the world and throughout history. We are at least partly defined by how we came to be, so we think. So questions about who are we are often answered with stories of where we came from, whose family we're a part of, and which peoples we identify with. In Burnham Burnham's wonderful book on Aboriginal Australians, for example, he summarizes the creation stories of some Aboriginal Australian peoples. There are different stories for different peoples in Australia, of course, but he notes, for example, that many Aboriginal Australians have creation stories that are rooted in an era that they call the dream time. Ancient beings who emerged from either the sky or the earth, and their movements created many of the geographical features of Australia. Rivers, rocks, swamps, or what the Australians call billabongs. The dreamtime beings are sometimes represented as animals or as ancient peoples, and they also left laws and traditions, stories to guide later generations. Many of these stories are captured and maintained in oral traditions, or sometimes in artwork motifs that continue to be painted or carved or drawn. Clearly, however, these traditions represent important ideas for indigenous Australian identities. It connects people with lands and places. It connects the traditions with age. It connects societies to each other, those who share these stories. But in some interpretations of the dream time, it isn't just about the past. It's also a reality that continues to define the present and the future. Well, I think you know where I'm going with this analogy. Genesis is like the Hebrew dream time. It can be read historically, that is, in an attempt to locate the stories and traditions in a particular time, or it can be read as an important repository of Hebrew traditions and stories that continued to help define the Hebrew people throughout their ancient experiences. Now, there's a question that if we don't deal with is going to sit like an elephant in the room throughout this entire series. When we study Genesis, the question always comes up, just how literal do we take the stories of Genesis? Well, let me begin to answer that question by saying that I take the stories of Genesis quite seriously, but that can often be quite different than taking them literally. Taking Genesis too literally creates some serious problems for serious Christians. John Collins, in his recent textbook, points to the implied chronology of Genesis, for example. Creation occurred sometime before 4000 BCE. The flood occurred about 2400 BCE, and Abraham lived about 2100 BCE. Now, these are dates that come from just adding up the years as we have them in the book as we have it. So, even more specifically, the book of Genesis represents Adam to the flood about 10 generations, over 1600 years. But then the flood to Abraham, another 10 generations, but this time it only takes 290 years. And then from Abraham to Jacob and his family in Egypt, uh, well, three generations. And then the sojourn in Egypt, 430 years, three generations. In other words, these numbers just don't work. 
Obviously, some round numbers are being used here to speak of the time periods in the book of Genesis. Ten generations, three generations. Now, where we can start to be serious and literal about history is about the time of the Exodus. There's a general consensus in biblical scholarship that the exodus out of Egypt under Moses occurred sometime in the 13th century, that is, the 1200s. 1270 is a reasonable date to choose, give or take 50 years or so. It is a reasonably verifiable date. But the dates before the exodus are highly problematic. In terms of actual origins— in comparison to the stories of the book of Genesis, well, we know better. The standard way that people speak of ancient time, of course, is to make reference to the technology that was used at the time. And so we're used to using terms like the Stone Age or the Lithic Age, coming from the Greek word lithos for stone.